This is Hember Writing Podcast, curated by Beth Crane for Battlebird Productions. Episode 1. Facilitating the Creative Process by Beth Crane. Featuring Emily Stride as Alex and Beth Crane as Joe. Right, got the shot lined up. Now all we have to do is wait for her to leave. Can you not? Can I not what? You're putting me off. Oh, you're one of those. One of those what? One of those people who goes nuts at chewing noises. You are putting me off. Apparently, if you get annoyed at chewing noises, you're secretly a psychopath. I always liked him as a couple, you know. What? You know, Levin. And the target. Yeah? Well? He seemed such a tortured soul beforehand. A great musician, but tortured. Hmm. Tortured, but popular. Really, really popular. Doesn't he have the right to be happy? Does anyone? When he started being happy, he stopped being good. The art went away. And this is... Paul has hired us to protect his investment. (sighs) But she always seemed like such a nice girl. So? Don't you feel like this is a little different? Not really. I mean, the sort of people we're normally hired... No, 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 you're new to this. You're very new. You've no idea what sort of people we're normally involved with. Hey, look, she's coming out with a suitcase. We've got her schedule. She's not supposed to be... Has she been crying? Oh! Oh, she's... Is she leaving him? Wait, no. Do we need to do this now? What? Do we need to kill her if she's leaving him anyway? They'll be back together in a month and then we'll be back on this rooftop again. But, but, what if they aren't? What? What if they're completely done? It's not a very big suitcase. Maybe she doesn't own that much. She does look really upset. Maybe we should... Maybe we should what? Go and make her a cup of tea. Oh, I don't know. I don't like seeing people cry. I think you should call Paul first. See if this changes things. Please? (sighs) I just want to be sure that this is the right thing to do. It's what we've been paid to do. It's... Oh, shit. It's the answer. Hi, Paul. Just... uh, Just calling about the... About the party next week. I'll call you back later. Bye. That wasn't any help. What was I supposed to say? Hi, Paul. Just to let you know that we've decided to hold off on killing Levin's girlfriend, call me back. Paul is careless. I don't want my voice on any tabloid hacking machine. You're paranoid, mate. Oh, it looks like she's called an Uber. These are good binoculars. So what time is it? She'll be gone in four minutes. So what do we do? We kill her. But what if we, you know, didn't? You're a fan of Levin, right? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, not his latest stuff. Of course not his latest stuff. Nobody likes his latest stuff. Right. Okay. So, Levin is a musician, yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. Think about it from the side of art, right? So, Levin has gone from one of the most groundbreaking artists of this century, real pain, real suffering, real art, to a guy that just blathers on about flowers and co-signing leases. It's trash. It's all it's... Well, it's just nothing. Hmm. 
So what we're doing, what we're doing today is facilitating the creative process. Aggressively. Mm, mm, I mean... You've got to have pain. Real pain to make good art. But what about lemonade? Oh, rumours! But, but what about Johnny Cash or Sonny and Cher? But their happy music was good. Here's his complete wank. With her out of the way, he can go back to being the beautiful, miserable musician that we all love. <sighs> You've got to agree, it would be some of his best work. It would set him apart, not just another breakup. She wouldn't be the bitch who broke his heart, she'd be a beautiful enigma. Beautiful. It better be a good album. It will be. I promise. That was Facilitating the Creative Process by Beth Crane, featuring the voices of Emily Stride and Beth Crane. This next story is Salky by Cat of Cat on Podcasts. As soon as the skin unfurls from around her body, the cold bites into her flesh with wicked teeth. The protection of the seal skin fades fast, and with it the salt water quickly begins to burn her eyes. Her lungs soon complain of the pressure too, and with a kick of her newly revealed legs, she pushes to the surface, gasping in the bitterly cold air. The grey surface of the sea sways and chops around her, white-topped waves caressing her increasingly chilled skin. She turns in the waves, eyes flicking from rocky outcrop to floating buoy until she locks eyes on the shore. Clutching the heavy skin on one hand, she strikes out towards the beach with a confident stroke and soon pulls herself from the water, goose flesh exploding down her bare body. She staggers to her feet, wipes the salt water from her face with an equally salty hand, and forces foot before shaking foot until she meets the rocky wall of the cove. There she tucks the skin into an alcove and blocks the entrance with rocks pulled from the shoreline. She washes the salt from her skin in a clear stream, shivering from the cold, and dons the plain dress stashed nearby. Pulling a cloak over her shoulders eases some of the chill, and she makes her way towards the town. She spends three days among the humans, enjoying the warmth of a fire and the burn of whiskey in her throat before the aching call of sea is too much to bear. Tiptoeing back to the beach in the dead of night, she pulls heavy stones from over the alcove and reaches inside to find nothing but cold stone. She scrambles, searching frantically with an increasing panic until a light blooms behind her. The skin is gone, and when she wheels around to look towards the lantern, a smiling young man nods in greeting and beckons her closer. The skin is draped across his shoulder, its dark folds still black in the light. There's always one, usually a young man, usually having spent far too long listening to old men talk in taverns after far too many drinks. He listens to their stories and half-truths, and his arrogance brings him here. He struggles and gasps as the freezing water folds itself around him. As the skin twirls and fuses to her body again, he tries to push and fight his way back to the shore. He isn't much of a match for her, not with the cold water on her side. 
not with the strength and fury lent to her as the skin settles fully into place against her flesh. His blood soaks into the skin, darkening it further than its already deep grave. The seal that breaks its way out to the open ocean grows more deeply dark each visit to the shore. That was Salki, written and read by Cat of Cat on Podcasts. Longevity by Therese Windsor, read by Beth Crane. Longevity is one of the many pieces by female sci-fi authors in the public domain. Text taken from Project Gutenberg. Longevity by Therese Windsor, read by Beth Crane. Legend had it that many thousands of years ago, right after the Great Horror, the whole continent of the West had slowly sunk beneath the West Water, and that once every century it arose during a full moon. Still, Captain Henrik clung to the hope that the legend would not be borne out by truth. Perhaps the West Continent still existed. Perhaps, dare he hope, with civilization. The crew of the Salumnus thought him quite mad. Hadn't the East and South Continents been completely annihilated from the great sky fires, and wasn't it said that they'd suffered but a fraction of what the West Continent had endured? The Salumnus anchored at the mouth of a great river. The months of fear and doubt were at end. Here, at last, was the West Continent. A small party of scouts was sent ashore with many cautions to be alert for luminescent areas which meant certain death for those who remained too long in its vicinity. Armed with bow and arrow, the party made its way slowly up the great river. Nowhere was to be seen the colour green, only dull browns and greys, and no signs of life save for an occasional patch of lichen on a rock. After several days of rowing, the food and water supply was almost half depleted, and still no evidence of either past or present habitation. It was time to turn back, to travel all the weary months across the West Water, the journey all in vain. What a small reward for such an arduous trip, just a proof of the existence of a barren landmass, ugly and useless. On the second day of the return to the Salumnus, the scouting party decided to stop and investigate a huge opening in the rocky mountainside. How suspiciously regular and even it looked, particularly in comparison to the rest of the countryside, which was jagged and chaotic. They entered the cave apprehensively, torches aflare and weapons in hand, but all was darkness and quiet. Still, the regularity of the cave walls led them on. Some creature, man or otherwise, must have planned and built this, but to what end? Now the cave divided into three forks. The torches gave only a hint of the immensity of the chambers that lay at the end of each. They selected the centre chamber, approaching cautiously, breath caught in awe and excitement. The torches reflected on a dull black surface which was divided into many, many little squares. The sameness of them stretched for uncountable yards in all directions. What were these ungodly-looking edifices? The black surface was cold and smooth to the touch and quite regular, except for a strange little hole at the bottom of each square and a curious row of pictures along the top. They would copy these strange pictures. Perhaps back home there would be a scholar who would understand the meaning behind these last remains of the people of the West Continent. The leader took out his slate and painstakingly copied. Safeguard your valuables at Alagani Mountain Vaults. 
Box number 45443568 In this episode of Hembra, you heard Facilitating the Creative Process by Beth Crane, Salki by Cat of Cat on Podcasts, and the public domain story Longevity by Therese Windsor. The voices you heard were those of Emily Stride, Beth Crane, and Cat of Cat on Podcasts. Our theme and accompanying music are by Olivia Ebenike. If you want to submit to Hembra, check out our website at battlebird.productions forward slash Hembra. Email us on hembrawriting at gmail.com or find us on Facebook or Twitter at at Thank you for listening.